Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Comfort Watch. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host and currently pink-haired nugget, Chrissy. I'm going through something. You are going through something. It looks really good. Thank you. For those of you who are listening, I was greeted today with a shock of pink hair, <laughs> and I, I don't hate it. I love it. Thank you. Uh, when I met Chrissy, she always had very colorful hair, like what, like you've been green, blue, purple, orange, like orange. <laughs> One time you said you should go yellow and then laughed because that's blonde. That's blonde. <laughs> <laughs> you've been every color of the rainbow, and I'm for the last while, you've been playing it really safe. For, yeah, probably like five or six years. I could, I just could be anybody else. I'm just a regular person walking amongst, not knowing inside. I'm very colorful. But this surprise of colorful hair looks really good. And it feels right. It feels like you're back to the Christy that I know and love. Yeah, it's not at all because my 35th birthday is days away. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. And I don't know why you'd say that. <laughs> no, I I mean, I feel like you're returning to a younger self, which I think all of us want to do. Like, you know how some people get stuck in haircuts from like the 80s, the mm-hmm. time when they felt most beautiful mm-hmm. and it just never is updated? Yeah. You're the opposite. Like you've updated, taking from the past and it looks amazing. Thank you. I love it. My hair's who I am. Spe- and you know what? It kind of ties into the movie that we watched this week because we are watching pretty woman well wait we have to set this up so we're doing something very special and to kick off our first official i guess we 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 had we've had an episode but our second official episode we're gonna do julia month dun 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 are you i don't know why i made it (laughs) all julia all the time aka probably four episodes episodes about julia roberts we should probably say julia month part one Leave the door open. When we sat down to figure out what four movies to do, we realized this bitch doesn't sleep. No. She's in everything. I would say that Julia is probably, if anybody heard that, that was Chrissy's dog walking by. We have dogs, and if we shut the door, they'll just bark. So you're just going to have to deal with the little tippy-tappies tapping by. Yeah. Um, No, I, I would say that Julia is probably the reigning queen of romantic comedies. Or comfort watch movies. She's in a lot of them. Yeah. Even ones we mentioned, like you mentioned Hook as a comfort watch. And then when we were thinking Julia movies, we're like, holy shit, she's Tinkerbell. Yeah, she's we, in everything. We fucking love Julia Rob. She's in everything. So it only feels right to like start Julia Month with her first big movie. Well, it's the movie that everyone talks about when you ask people what's your favorite rom-com if they don't go right to hair when harry met sally they stop at pretty woman yeah every time which is this is my pick absolutely because Uh, though i have seen it i don't think i had seen it (laughs) like with with adult eyes yes it's almost like I still, I have, it's almost like I had the meme version in my brain. Okay. But not the actual movie. Okay. So, and and also things that stuck with me from when I watched it as a child, like, what's a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> or like I said, when she flashes uh, different kinds of condoms in front of him, I grew up thinking that she was offering him bubblegum. Absolutely. And my mom didn't correct me. And th- that part stuck with me too, that like you were supposed to have 
like a cornucopia yeah because she's like condoms. she's like i got blue i got green i got red and then she says gold and i was like i don't know what gold bubble gum is so it's a very she's a very progressive for the time not i'm not even gonna say sex worker she's a very progressive woman for the time you know carrying her own condoms maybe that was the original title pretty progressive woman <laughs> and they just were like it's too wordy for theaters my pretty body my choice that's right yeah yeah so this is the kickoff of Julia Month. And if you don't know, Comfort Watch is a podcast where we talk about all things comfy, cozy. We watch movies, we watch TV shows, and then we deconstruct them and rate them like on a level of coziness. Uh, favorite moments. We talk about what we would change. And we wanted to start things off with the queen of comfort movies herself, Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. And like a book club, you're welcome to watch along. I know we didn't prepare you for this one, but, you know, you can pause if you really need to and go watch this. I think it's over two hours. It's a long... It's long. Yeah, get a snack. It's a long one. And if you haven't seen Pretty Woman by now, I don't don't really know what to help you. Yeah, we're not spoiler alerting any of this. Not this time, babe. Sorry, guys. What what year is it from? 1990. Yeah. It's older than most of you listening. It's so, 33 years old. Yeah. So we didn't watch it when it came out. I don't think. I don't think I was a two-year-old being like, why won't she kiss on the mouth? So I actually, this movie is special to me because it's one of the first memories I have of watching a movie that was quote-unquote for grown-ups. Mm-hmm. I have a very distinct memory of waking up in my house, so it was probably on VHS by then, Walking downstairs, my mom was watching it, and then she would just cover my eyes. And I just thought it was a great movie where, like, this girl gets to shop and fall in love. Mm -hmm. And then when I grew older, I was like, oh, okay, it's a little bit darker. And then as now we were watching it the other day, and I was like, wow, this could really go several different ways. That's a note that I wrote down that it easily could have been multiple different movies. Initially starting out with, like, a Hank Azaria as a random cameo yeah be as a as a cop trying to solve a a murder of sex workers like that could have been its own movie and i was invested yeah i was like yeah what the what the fuck happened to her it was skinny what is it skinny marie (laughs) skinny legs marie was the one who got murdered outside the blue banana yeah (laughs) maybe i should start at the top with just some facts about the movie yeah let's let's rewind pretty woman was directed by gary marshall who has given us such Wonderful movies as another Julia favorite of ours, which we will be covering, Runaway Bride. Then he's also done Princess Diaries. Admittedly, I'm not a really big Princess Diaries gal. Oh. Are you? The first, not the second. I'm not, and not this new TikTok resurgence of it. Like, at the time, yes, I loved it. And I'm, it, I'm, I'm a Mandy Moore fan. <laughs> she's not, oh, she, she is she in is it. She's the it. mean girl. She's the mean girl. And I love Mandy Moore. I not think- her music and not her acting. Just her. I think I just like her hair. <laughs> oh my god. I like her hair. Okay. And the fact that she recently went darker as I'm going lighter really bothered me. So I thought, you know, we're in sync, Mandy. What the fuck are you pulling on me? Well, I'm really, I mean, last episode, who did you shit on Blake Lively? Yeah. You're just going in really hard with, like, criticism. I think in general, I find a lot of people beautiful, but not likable. Like me? <laughs> <laughs> That's the basis of our friendship. So, yes. I'm fragile. <laughs> He's also done Beaches, which I feel like this is a movie you mm-hmm. love. I haven't seen it in f- forever. I've never seen Beaches. This is the Wind Beneath My Wings movie? Yes. Yes. I haven't. It's sad. 
I believe it. It's I haven't seen that in a very long time. Worth it's, a rewatch for sure. Yeah, maybe we'll get into like beach themed movies. <laughs> beach month. Beach month. Yeah, we're if we're on year mean? like forty of this podcast. We'll get to beach month. It would be like beaches, blue crush, uh, Point Break. <laughs> The beach. The beach. <laughs> That'd be a really dark watch. Okay, let us know if you like and subscribe. Let us know if you want Beach Month coming up. So so Gary Marshall has done so many movies. He's written and produced so many movies. And then he's also given us the movies like... Unfortunately. Valentine's Day. No. New Year's Eve. Pass. Mother's Day. Julia. Julia. That's right. Bad wig, though. The wig from Notting Hill when she's in the space movie. It's basically, yes, it is the same yeah. wig. So Julia, it's safe to say Julia loves Gary Marshall. Loved him. Mm-hmm. I think he, I believe he has passed on. Mm-hmm. He's in another realm now. I think him and Penny. R.I.P. Love you both. So this is somebody who really knows how to do, I'm going to say a movie that appeals to the masses, which is interesting because originally this movie was not supposed to be the lighthearted romance movie it's supposed to be very very dark and oddly though you can still see it yes peppered in and that's what i kept thinking was i keep you always see these you know these stupid buzzfeed headlines that circle through every like four months and it's the same headline like interesting facts you didn't know about the most famous movie and it's always like did you know pretty women was actually she was addicted to cocaine cocaine and it was much darker than you thought and the whole time i was like this is fucking dark it is dark, and that's the thing. I think there is a great episode called "The Movies on the Movies That Raised Us." Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, or what's that? That's on Netflix. I'm having oh. like a mom movie where I'm like, you know, that thing where that thing is. <laughs> I know when you're talking but about, but they that. really dive into the history of Pretty Woman, and it was originally called Three Thousand. And oh, because it's three thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing was him hiring her with the condition that she stays off drugs. Yes. And then I believe in the original ending, she overdoses yeah, and dies. On this one, she's just addicted to flossing. Yeah. And I think we'll get into that too, but they really sanitize this a lot. Yeah. Which, personally, I'm glad they did because it's one of my favorite movies. I can't imagine it being anything else. And I can't imagine Gary Marshall doing anything else. And I think you're right. You can see it where you're like, oh, if this was real life. Yes, so let's go back to just, we love talking about the finances of movies. This movie was made for 14 million U.S. dollars. Oh, wow. Which seems like a lot for a movie that really doesn't have special effects or stunts. No, but do you think he, he could have got, like, I always think of actors, right? Like, I know she wasn't making a lot, but was he a big enough name at that time? Richard Gere was a big name. He had already done, I think, Officer and a Gentleman, mm-hmm. American Gigolo. And I feel like Pretty Woman for him was a resurgence because originally it was supposed to be Burt Reynolds who was the Edward Lewis character. I don't and he passed that. on it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't imagine <laughs> him in this role. But I believe like if we're talking salary, the salary went to Richard Gere, who was the name. And then Julia yes. was only paid $300,000 oh, for wow. the movie. Which is insane considering now she paid, she gets paid like what, 25 million plus probably whatever they earn. Her charisma is worth everything. Everything. Every, priceless. And it's insane that she made only 300000 for the movie because it raked in 
432 million dollars US worldwide. <laughs> Wait, since it came out or like in like initially? Initially, its worldwide no box way. office take was 432 million dollars. I wonder what it was competing against cuz you know 1990 but in 1990 movies were like what? How much was it to go to the movies in 1990? <laughs> I mean, we used to go to Fiesta Mall Tuesday Tuesdays. Yep. So for that money, I'll watch the same movie over and over again. We used to do that. Yeah. I saw Signs four times. <laughs> I couldn't afford that now. That'd be like $200. <laughs> Plus drink. Absolutely. Now the drink and popcorn cost more than the original ticket. Mm-hmm. I think originally, as I think everyone has seen this like circling around, Molly Ringwald just came out and said that she was offered the role of Vivian. Very topical. But come on, guys. Is it, were they just like, who's got red hair? Like, I don't think... I don't... What? I don't know. Because even though she is a star of such classic films as Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, I don't see her having the charisma to pull off this role. She no. would be a very aloof sex worker. Whereas yeah. the way they made Vivian is more like... It was kind of like, oh, Vivian's new to the scene as a sex worker. Mm-hmm. She's still, like, you know, conscious of safety. She hasn't really done this that much. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they made it palatable. Yeah. If it was Burt Reynolds and Molly Ringwald, like, <sighs> maybe that would have been for 3000 That would have been, yeah, it would have been upsetting. And that would have been a movie that wouldn't have aged well at all and probably wouldn't be talked about now, other than, like, as, like, a fever dream. Like, can you believe this movie was made? Right. Molly Ringwald. Well... God bless. <laughs> Thanks for trying, guys. But, you know, she I always saw her as more, and I know she never really played one, but I saw her kind of more tomboy She wasn't very, like, I don't know how to put it, like, not, not feminine, but, like. She wasn't bombshell. No. And I think that's what her, like, that was the appeal of Sixteen Candles and Pretty in Pink was she's the every girl who's a little artsy on the fringe. Yes making and you know but the guy wants her when yes. he could have the blonde girl and instead he wants her yeah like she's she's cute yeah not she's an interesting she, she doesn't drip sex the way no the way that she does in this movie yeah so julie but julia roberts and richard Gere both got oscar nominations for this really yeah i didn't know that she was a supporting oscar nomination i think he was a leading actor nomination so this movie Took Richard Gere bigger than he had been in a long time, and this wow. put Julia on the map, guns a blazing. Wow, I had no idea she was nominated. Yeah, I don't. I, she didn't want win, obviously, but I mean, I bet they were so surprised. I don't think it was supposed to do that well. Well, usually comedy doesn't get critical acclaim. I guess like no. nobody was really nominated. I think like we remember Melissa McCarthy being nominated for Bridesmaids. Yes, not winning again. Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah, she's really the last winner for my cousin Vinny mm-hmm. in a supporting role for comedy. Mm-hmm. And everyone claims she wasn't supposed to win. <laughs> win. No. <laughs> Try to take it from her. How rude is that? The funny ladies. We were also looking up, we had some conflict, conflicting uh, data, so I'm just going to give both of them out. There are several lists from 2020 that say that Pretty Woman is still the highest earning romantic comedy ever. Mm-hmm. But then there are other lists that say that actually My Big Fat Greek Wedding is the highest earning movie ever which doesn't bother us doesn't bother me beautiful perfect movie but it's it's amazing that in 33 years nothing has really like not even the ones that we think of like how to lose a guy in 10 days Mm -hmm. 
give me another one. <laughs> 27 dresses? I don't know. Yeah. What, are, what are heavy hitters? Sometimes when you try to actually think of rom-coms. You go blank. Yeah. I what, think, wedding planner? Yes. I guess, yeah. If you just think of J-Lo, you're like, okay, made in Manhattan. Plan B. <laughs> was yeah. it Plan B? Yes, it yeah. was. I actually love that movie. Well, don't worry, guys. There'll be a Jennifer we'll, month. We'll get to it. There'll be all the Jennifers. <gasps> oh, that'd be so good. I love J-Lo. I, I would venture to say Jennifer is the reigning romantic comedy queen. Well, she's still making them. Yeah. We, we loved, what was that movie called this year? Wedding, uh, oh, we loved it so much we forget the name <laughs> of it. Wedding. Oh, uh, Destin- was it Destination Wedding? I think it was Destination Wedding. It was fantastic. Yeah. I don't think entirely because of her, though. I think uh, Dosh Chamel, Josh whatever his name is, carried it. No, she was pretty... She was pretty charming. Her, her body looked great. Her body was a made shotgun wedding. Shotgun wedding. <laughs> wedding. Way better name though. People, if they're listening, are screaming like, "I don't think I saw a destination <laughs> wedding with Jennifer Lopez." <laughs> it's because you didn't. Oh, here comes the puppies. We're taking a we're taking a brief break so you don't have the tippy tapping. But we're back and we're ready to dive into all things Pretty Woman. <laughs> We have the financials out of the way. You have some trivia that you can bring up at dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, did you know Destination Wedding was actually <laughs> called Shotgun Wedding? <laughs> Let, let's just say I, I'm very clear about how much I love this movie. Yeah. I think it holds up even now. But I wanted to hear your overall thoughts of it now after we watched it together. It seemed very, I thought it feel, it did feel like three different movies in one. And I didn't really enjoy enjoy that fact. I always I know we fight about this. You love Pretty Woman, but I think Runaway Bride is the superior movie. And I think it's because of pace. I think Runaway Bride is quick. It flows well. Whereas this movie, they keep having business conversations and all, they're back in boardrooms. Yeah. There's a lot of phone calls about business stuff. And it's like, I don't want to see that shit. So I think that's that's an interesting point. And obviously, once we know that the movie had was essentially, I think, like changed while they were shooting and in mm-hmm. editing, it makes sense for why it feels a little choppy. Yeah. Because at one minute, it's like not romantic. And other parts are pure comedy. And then in other parts are, you know, trigger warning. There's some... There's some, you know, attempted sexual assault in this movie. Yes. And that darkness that lingers there doesn't carry over into Runaway Bride whatsoever. No. Also, Richard Gere's character in Runaway Bride is much lighter than his character here. Like, when it talks about comedy, it's pure Julia. Yeah. And I think one of the things that saves this movie is her star power. Absolutely. Like... If you didn't know that that was her first major motion picture, mm-hmm. you would have thought, like, you you, just, you know when they say people have it? Yeah. Like, that she has it. Yeah. And she has it, and Richard Gere has it mm-hmm. in Runaway Bride. And I don't, I don't think if he was playing off someone else in Pretty Woman, he would have come off no. looking great no. either. But there is also, like, that, I think what you can tell with the one line is, you and I are both alike, we both screw people for money. Mm-hmm. Originally, like, that was supposed to be, like, their bonding thing of, like, we're both business people, but mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah. But then they fall in love, and she has beautiful <laughs> hair, and they go shopping, and they go to the opera, and they go to dinner, and then, surprise, they fall in love 
and they we don't know what happens to them but it ends on a very positive note with her leaving the streets to go to school yeah i just feel like they didn't utilize the time they had well i feel like they could have edited a bit and took down some of the parts i like i love the fact that they're like the way she made him feel made him not want to fuck people at work yeah and not want to ruin people's lives and take their money. And it made him more compassionate. And I feel like they could have told that story in ma- many less scenes and many less conversations. And instead, they just dragged it out and out. I feel like he could have gotten to this point a lot easier. And I do like that she warmed his cold heart, obviously. But I think, like, one of the things, too, is they 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 have a, another comedian on set. They have Jason Alexander. And they used him for evil. Yeah, he was not in any way comedy. And I'm going to tell you guys a shocking fact. If you would like to go back and oh, watch yes. this movie. Let's talk about this. Because we, we, our mouths were on the floor. We were sitting there thinking like, how old Richard Gere? How old Julia? So, 40 and 22 respectively. Yeah, so she he's quite a bit older than her. He looks great. She looks great. We're like, whatever. You know, it's a little troubling, but for the movie, it's fine. Jason Alexander, you'd think same age as Richard Gere. He is a 30-year-old man in that movie. Yeah. turn, Go find a 30-year-old man and then go look at that movie. You tell me that that man's 30. So, okay, this kind of... I want to touch back on Richard Gere being 40 because Mamma Mia, Mother oh, May I. The gray works. Oh, he's never looked better. Like, even younger Richard Gere doesn't do it mm-hmm. for me. It's this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Jason Alexander being 30 thing reminds me of, like, Golden Girls, how they were 50. Yeah. Because <laughs> J-Lo is 53. Yes. And the Golden Girls were supposed to be in their 50s, and they look like they're in their 70s. Yes. Which always baffles my mind. Um, I think there was an article recently. I wish I remembered what it was. They were saying that people in Daisy Jones and the Six didn't look like they were from the 70s, but people from... Almost Famous did. Mm-hmm. And it's called Smartphone Face. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess that's how they compare it to, like, do they know what a smartphone is? Do they know what it is? But yes. were people just not aging at the same pace? Or, like, were people okay with aging in the, in the early 90s? And, like... Well, if you look at Jason Alexander now, he looks better than he did then. I would venture to say he looks like he sold his soul right after this movie and didn't change. Yes. At all. Yes, but even now he kind of looks... A little better. A little better. He he looked run down. He just looked older. And I remember hearing that he was younger than you thought in Seinfeld. Because it started around the same time. I think it started in 89. And everyone was like, this is like a 45-year-old man who's got nothing left to live for. But no, he was... He was a child. <laughs> he was so young. He was. And in terms of, like, supporting cast in that movie, it's really him and... I mean, sure, there's Kit. There's Hector Elizondo. I mean... Yes. I love when a hotel manager is a character in a movie. <laughs> yes. We got it in uh, Notting Hill. Hill mm-hmm. And then we've got it in, I think it's in uh, Made in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love when they're like, oh, and this hotel. I've never met a hotel manager. No. I know I'm not even rich enough to be like even some, like greeted by a hotel manager. Yeah. But like, I love when it's like. And did you know the hotel manager's here and he's charming and he he always wants to be around you. He can you. help you with whatever you need. Oh, they were mean to you at this store? Go to this store. Yes. Tell them I sent you. That's right. And I'd be they'd be like, who from the Marriott said what? Like they wouldn't care <laughs> at all whatever I did. The courtyard Marriott? In Quincy, Massachusetts? 
where we stayed delightful rooms. <laughs> it was actually a very nice hotel. It was. I mean, we... When was that? 2016? 2013. Shut your face. Yeah. That was 10 years ago that we went to Boston? It was. Canadian Thanksgiving weekend, 2013. Wow. Yeah. 10 years ago, we were just picked a, a city and we were like, let's go. And then we we're like... Where do we stay in Boston? We want we want to stay for cheap, so we stayed in Quincy. If you've been to Boston, Quincy's not nearby. No, it's not in it's not in Boston. No, you, you get off at of the Braintree exit. Yeah, um. and we we rode that Charlie multiple times a day because we were like, do you want to go back and take a nap? The and the beds were so comfortable at the Boston Courtyard Marriott. Not spawned, but if they want to have us back, I would be tickled. So we love Boston. We love Boston. <laughs> Moral sir. Great hotel. If the manager introduced himself to me there, I would have been thrilled. Really, this movie is carried by just two people. Yes. Two people and a lot of power suits. A lot of power suits. A lot of shoulders. We, we have some categories that we'd like to touch on. Mm-hmm. Why don't you kick us off, Keeks? So the first thing that I think is important when discussing any rom-com is in every rom-com, they fall in love, obviously, right? But they do it sometimes over what feels like a day or two. Sometimes they do give you more of a timeline and you know, like, okay, it's been... Seasons have changed. Yeah. It's yes. snowed. Yes. And you they've formed some kind of perspective or, you know, they've met their friends or something. Like, there sometimes there are moments where you're like, okay, this is progressing like a regular relationship. And then sometimes you give someone $3,000 to be your your live-in sex worker for a week and you fall in love with her after four days. And we're just wondering, have you ever fallen in love that fast? That fast? No. No? Do I think it'd be possible to fall in love with Richard Geert's character in four days? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I could see falling in love with Julia, but not him. Are you serious? Yeah, he's so, like, weird and I don't know. Something about him is, like odd he's cold i think that's the that's the thing and but they have very intimate i mean okay like let's not let's not say like sure they have a physical relationship but they have a very intimate relationship like the bathtub scene yeah where she's washing him like that's very intimate like i don't think like me and my husband have taken baths together only a handful of times yeah like and they were just in there right away yeah but i think I, I definitely think you could fall in love with somebody in a week. Have you ever, like, started dating someone and within, like, a day or two was, like, at their house constantly? Like, never left No, but you have. Yeah, just all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my M.O. <laughs> You're a human barnacle. I am. <laughs> you just attach yourself to that boat and ride I, it home. I find a good ship. And I, I don't let go, but eventually I do because I get, I get the willies from people yeah. quite often. But I can be in a little haze for a couple days. I think, like, the beauty of what this movie does about their relationship is we never see what happens next, right? Like, no. Uh, you know, he offers her the chance to, like, he wants to get her off the street. He wants to get her a condo and a car and, like, let her live her life. But we know that that never happens because she turns him down. Then we know that she has plans to go to San Francisco, mm-hmm. but he comes and rescues her, and she says, and he, she rescues him right back, which I thought was a very feminist addition mm-hmm. uh, to the whole fairy tale na- narrative. But we never know what happens next. Like they may, you know, upon spending more time together, be like, "I'm not in love with you." Yeah. But like for movies, I totally bought that they were in love. 
Yeah, but I didn't see it going very far. There, no. The age difference, the lifestyle difference. I think he needed to a- a- adopt a child, I think, was maybe the thing that was missing in his life. Not this. You're so crazy. Like, I, I, I think I have to, like, take a step back because I hold it so close to my heart <laughs> that I'm like, what do you mean? It's so nice. I think, yeah. Is it probably more lust? Absolutely. It's lust. And then the part, I also really don't like this part where she brings up the, like, it seems very forced and out of nowhere. And even, like, the situation where they filmed it, it everything feels awkward where she's like, when I was little, I pretended I was a princess and that a prince would come rescue me. First of all, they they brought this in in the f- final hour, like yeah. last minutes of this film for no reason. Like they didn't set it up properly earlier on. And they threw it in there so that they had something to say in the end where he like came to rescue her up her fire escape. No, but I think <laughs> but you're right. They really it's like they were Trying to figure out how to end this. Yes. For a rom-com. So they were like, let's throw it down because... But the addition that she says to that is never then... Did you say, hey, babe, let me put you up in a penthouse. So there's there's moments throughout the film where she keeps reiterating that he's treating her like a sex worker. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. And he makes it very clear that he's going to pay her this much money to be his quote-unquote beck-and-call girl. Yeah. But there are... like you. We, we've said this, and maybe this is leading into, like, another part. Like, the chemistry between them, off the charts. So oh, whether yeah. or not they fell in love, I'm buying that those two are having sex at oh, the end abs- of a week for no money. Oh, absolutely. But don't you think it was a little manipulative to be, like, after all the things he thought to offer her, and then she tells him this story, and then he's like, or I'll rescue you like a prince? And she's like, there it is. Yes, please. Yeah, and I think if this movie was made now, that wouldn't be a thing. No, I do. I like the rom-coms that are like, you know we're going to fight and you know there's going to be problems, but I love you anyway. What movie is that from? Um, I, I think you're talking about When Harry Met Sally. And it's yes. not because it's New Year's and it's not because <laughs> yes. it's lonely. There's a yeah. couple that end that way that go like, I can't fucking stand you. You can't stand me, but I love you and we're going to make it work, you know, Whereas this, I think that they just threw out all of the things, like, he's so closed off. He's emotionally unavailable. He wants to buy his way into her heart. Mm -hmm. And she needs someone who's going to support her, not financially, emotionally. And he kind of manipulated his way into that. And then we're supposed to be like, they're in love. So I bought it. I think they're gonna have a good couple months rolling around, getting t- you know, yeah, tangled up in the bed sheets. August slipped away, and that's it. Yeah, and, and if that's okay, like I think that that's fine. I think you and I have talked about this. One thing that I also love in movies is when things, or even in real life, that if things don't work out, that doesn't mean that they failed. It's just that's what it was, right? Like. Yeah. You know, it. I love watching movies like The Way We Were because, like, it hurts so much that, like, they were still so in love and maybe that love still, like, lingers deep inside there. But mm-hmm. this movie, there is no way that they were going to last forever because the way that he introduced her, you know, he called her, he used a pejorative now um, yeah. to describe her as a sex worker. But he seemed like, I don't know if he would ever be able to shake how that's how they met. Yes. Right? 
But I think that essentially him hiring her as like an escort, there are a lot of really wealthy men who meet their wives that way. And that's just... and Yeah. But... Or their wives are employees or in some way they have some kind of power over them. The power dynamic is off. That's the thing. There's no way, I think, I believe that they fell in love or lust in this week. But in the real life, that power dynamic, I don't think would ever be able to shake. No. And because, not just because of the money, but I think because he's older. And he comes from a very privileged background. And she doesn't. Yes. I don't think in the long run either of them would ever be happy. But they can have fun for now. I'm not like... saying they they can have fun what is the fastest you've ever thought you and i'm not saying you were in love but i'm just saying you thought you were in love do we want to get into this i think we do i think i think our listeners listener whoever is still out there (laughs) what is the fastest well what's the most interesting fact about me uh you give yourself your own nickname My second most interesting fact about me. You fall in love really, really fast? That I got engaged after three weeks. Oh, yeah. If, like, if I had to tell, like, not not a, a job, because sometimes at work they go, like, and one interesting fact, and I always be like, I have dogs. I don't know how I forgot about this. But if it was socially, I'd be like, I got engaged after three weeks. So I use this a lot of the time to, like, quali- like quantify or qualify People getting married on The Bachelor. People mm-hmm. getting married on Love is Blind. I'm like, well, you know, my friend Chrissy got married, got engaged after three weeks of knowing someone. You've seen it firsthand. Yeah. And because of my very unique experience, I know these people won't last. That's <laughs> your How many years have you been married now? Uh, nine. Wow. But because we both know marriage obviously isn't 24-7 good times no. and imagine though you came from completely different like worlds on top of that or like the power dynamic was that off mm-hmm. how much harder it would be <laughs> i literally was like uh i don't know <laughs> that's my fun fact yeah so because of that like i can't even imagine if my husband and i started off in that situation when in real life we actually grew up in the same neighborhood where the same everything like our, our families had, are in similar economic, you know, situations. Right. You had and been to his home before, but never, don't remember. I, I was friends with his sister in high school, but I didn't know him. But, like, we we had all these real-life connections. Mm-hmm. And imagine, instead, he was a millionaire, billionaire, and I was poor. And well, You were poor. I was poor. <laughs> I was poor. But it... it I think it would say it would it would it would be very hard. True, but I mean, from nine years from three weeks, that's not anything to like snuff. Like that's impressive. Yes, but I also think the the reason we were able to like be that close that fast is because there's a lot of stuff that didn't need to be said because we came from the same place and we're like knew the same people and there wasn't a lot of. You meeting. also spent a lot of time together. We spent though. a lot of time together. Like we're talking like. Big brother trapped in a house 24 hours. You essentially got into this little love bubble. Yeah. And it didn't burst for a while. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. If I I find a song I like, I listen to it on repeat. If I find a boy I like... I marry him. I marry (laughs) (laughs) It was very interesting to tell, you know, friends and family, like, hey, meet Jeff. We're engaged. Because we have... No one even knew him. Well... Okay, let's go there. We didn't speak. 
Oh, we're going to have a therapy session? Yeah, no, but we didn't speak for a couple of months because I said, this is way too fast. Yeah. And, and it, looking back at what? Any other person, I'd be like, are you nuts? Yeah. And now I'm Jeff's biggest champion. Oh, yeah. Whenever I'm like, I'm done. You're like, I think you guys have something really special. Yeah. And I'm, you know, you're right. But I think if, if anybody... Like, you always hear, like, that. that's something on TV, that's not going to work. But it did work. It and does, I, yeah. And, and what did I learn? That if someone says that they fell in love after three weeks, one week, a day, you say, I'm so happy for you, and you keep your mouth shut. Yes. That's what we've learned. I stay out of people's business. Yeah. I've learned that in general. Well, my new question, I asked you this the other day. Do you want advice, or do you just want to talk? Like, I, you said you, cry. Yeah, do you just want to say yeah? <laughs> and I well, said, I wasn't going to call you out. I don't know what I said. I think I said both. You said, I don't want advice. Because yeah. some people don't want you to step in. Some people just want you to, you know, take it in and be supportive. And, and sometimes it, people are like, what do you think? Well, I, we could say that for a uh, pretty woman. We could say, do you want to be rescued? Yeah. Or do you want to get paid? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, she just wanted, she took this for a job. And then there was like that savior kind of thing that he came in where it's like, she didn't really need to be saving, saved. No. She just needed to get out of a certain situation. So it's like, what do you want? I was also, I listened to a TikTok, listen to a TikTok. Everything I say, it's not from an article. I didn't read it. I, there's no study. But a TikTok was saying that typically the way we view women in relationships is women just feel lucky to be chosen. Which that's is, me. well, that's the narrative at least that we feed and that's the problem with modern women is that we don't feel lucky to be chosen because we're already doing our own shit we hmm. we can take care of ourselves we can make money for ourselves we don't need just to, for someone to choose us we're now looking for equals and we want to choose back and men get really frustrated because they think aren't you just happy i picked you mm-hmm. and we're like no we're, we have like a long list of criteria and i think in this movie julia roberts has the whole world for her she still has, she's only 22. She has this whole life and world ahead of her. And she's so charismatic and so beautiful that I think she could fall in love with anybody. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair to say. I think that the Vivian character is purposely designed to be, how did this girl next door get in this situation? Yeah. And like, you know, even though she's, she lives in poverty and even though she, you know, has sex for money, there's this kind of thing of like, but ah, shucks, isn't she charming? Yeah. And it's like that makes it palatable in the movie, I think, for wider audiences when it's really dark and if there are addiction issues. Like, it's so complicated in the real world, right? Mm-hmm. But I I don't even know. I don't even remember where I was going. But like back in 90, 1990, I mean, I was raised with the narrative of, and, and I think, you know, I don't think like this is any, maybe other people feel the same thing. Like I wasn't raised to go and make my own money. I was raised to marry somebody who had money. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that that's just the messaging it was. Like it was, you know, that shared, but mom, I am a rich man. Yeah. Like, I was always raised to align yourself with somebody who could take care of you. You know, and my mom was essentially what, 20, 26 when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of idea like ex- still was still prevalent then. Yeah. Now, looking back with fresh eyes, I'm like, she probably, if you gave her the $3,000 and she moved to San Francisco, she would have been fine. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, she probably would have met someone like first semester and been just as happy. But when she walks out 
and he lets her go. Like, there's part of me that's still reflexing me and is like, don't go. He could take care of you. <laughs> well, we talked about this in the last episode. It's the Mr. Big complex. And I love Mr. Big and I love him for that reason. And I'm just very conflicted because I know in real life it's not ideal. No. This setup is not ideal. But there is a part of me that's just like, yeah, you'll never have to worry about anything ever again. And you'll just put up with the fact that he's probably old and stubborn and doesn't want to... I think, like, the 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 flip side of this is, like, is this chronic workaholic yeah. going to change forever? Yeah, he doesn't sleep. No. He doesn't even sleep. But he did sleep with her, remember? Yeah, he, he, he slept they... upright. Yeah, Like upright. I do with my reflux. After some... Maybe Richard Gere just had really bad acid <laughs> reflux and that's why he didn't sleep, Vivian. Forty-year-old men often have GERD. I can understand. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what a realistic movie. All right, what else? What do you got for me? Okay, so uh, the whole time, we were talking about this while we were watching it. Um, who would you recast? So I had some ideas This initially. is going to be not surprising. Not a person. <laughs> <laughs> I had some. I, I had think, some. I think to me, like there are a lot of movies where I think, oh, this could have been better. Like we... I think in a future episode, we're going to talk about Notting Hill. And there mm-hmm. are some roles that we both agreed like, oh, yeah, maybe don't have the most chemistry. I think them together work so well. Mm-hmm. If it was to be redone now, like if they announced, oh, so-and-so is doing a Pretty Woman reboot, I would be furious. But I would think, and I, I think like we've talked about this with Julia Rose specifically, like I think Jennifer Lawrence could do it because she's charming in a way that this mm-hmm. character was. Yeah, I didn't do it based on whether I thought, yeah, like they would be good together. But there was a moment in it. I don't know if it was like a look or a phrase, but he, oh, I know he was say. giving me Tom Cruise vibes. Yeah. Very hard, but not Tom Cruise at the time. He was a little too young. I'd say Tom Cruise like Jerry Maguire-ish. Yeah, maybe even a little little past that. A little more mature. Not quite Vanilla Sky, but just somewhere in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know Tom Cruise is a controversial topic, but I still love him. I, I really enjoy him on Remember screen. used to tweet at him every single day? There was a time period when <laughs> him and Katie Holmes... <laughs> I forgot about this, too. <laughs> he tweeted at him every single day. I always forget, because you have these love affairs... Yeah. love affairs with celebrities yeah they have no idea you exist but you feel it so deeply and i forgot tom cruise was one of them i propositioned tom cruise <laughs> in tweets every single day to be his fourth wife I, I every day i was like hey tom just checking in did you change your mind hey tom just checking and i was like I really need to this. sell my soul to scientology just to be like because oh, i felt like i would knew like i knew what you had to give up to be with Tom Cruise. He's never around, but you'll get to go on fast cars. And I think I pictured it as like the Top Gun motorcycle scene. Like they would just mm-hmm. be like, oh, they'd be like, oh, we're just riding off, Take whatever. Am I taller than him? Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, much younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you wouldn't, it would never, like the power dynamic would never be equal. And yeah. I was okay with that. That's why I tweeted him <laughs> every day. It could have been real life pretty woman. Yeah. Wow. Could have been. I just thought that he, I think Tom Cruise actually is like very charismatic. And like, if you can just separate the man from the art, from in movies, I always, you, he's mag- magnetic. You can't help yeah. it. He's amazing. Movie star. Yes. If you try and, don't picture him on the couch. Just picture him 
like, have you seen the new Top Gun? You're like, damn, he still got it. I mean, I'm really okay if a man jumped in, up and down on a couch because he was so in love with me. That's true. He looks like Tignataro now. No shade to Tignataro. She looks great. Him as her? Mm. But still, so, still cooking it. So who would you pair up? And I think I know who you're going to say because we had the same idea where we were like, yes, we could see this. I put Sarah Jessica Parker. A thousand percent. But this is, she's going to come up a lot because I think she's a comic genius. As do I. And I think she is a similar type of charisma to Julia Roberts. I know she doesn't have, I actually do think she's beautiful. I know a lot of people criticize her. She's beautiful in a different way. Yeah. She's I, beautiful in the Barbra Streisand way. Like, it's an interesting beauty. I, yeah. She's gaga. She's, she's yeah. She's got an interesting face. But I, I think, like, I think Julia Roberts and, you know, Brad Pitt, they're objectively really attractive people. Like, yeah. you would never say, oh, or you could say, I think she's beautiful, but I'm not attracted to her. Yeah. Like, but, and listen, that red hair in this movie, never looked better. Oh. Never looked better. Amazing hair. Okay? Never looked better. Yeah. But I think SJPB has the the blonde version of that, and she's, you know, tiny and beautiful. And I, I think that she could pull off parts, like, when she goes, like, oh, shit, and goes underwater. Like, I think that Sarah Jessica Parker do, could do that. Yeah. And you, she'd be likable, because you've seen so many points in Sex and the City and other movies she's been in where you're like, yes, she has that, like, timing. Mm-hmm. And back then, it probably would have been just as, like, raw and unformed and super cute. So, yeah, I also had if George Clooney at a certain point, because he has that same type of, you know, he just seems unattainable. Maybe, like, one fine day George Clooney? Yeah, I was thinking... Post-ER. Well, I, I think that him and Julia Roberts had really good chemistry on... Not that they're in it a lot together, but on, like, the Oceans movies. I'm a big fan of the Oceans movies. I've never seen them. <laughs> we watched them all recently, and, like, they're fantastic. But really, you haven't seen them? Brad never. Pitt? I highly recommend... I think you'd actually really like them. They're fantastic. But him in that movie, he's very, like, debonair, and he's hot. He's just hot in it. I think he'd be great. And then I had, like, as a dark horse, like, Kate Hudson. Yes. I think Kate Hudson, How to Lose a Guy, could do it. Kate Hudson has great comedic timing. I think so, too. I, and she's so likable. So, And I think that that has to be the thing. Like, yeah. you have to believe that regardless of circumstances, these two people would fall in love. Yeah. Whereas if it was Burt Reynolds and Molly Ringwald, first of all, I'd be like, why is that old man with that child? Mm-hmm. Whereas these two, even though she's 22, like, she reads 27. That's true. I wouldn't clock her immediately as 22. No. Which is 18. I would say Jason Alexander is 57. (laughs) She's 27. And Richard Gere's 40. (laughs) He's exactly where he's supposed to be. Exactly. But I just thought, yeah, Kate Hudson has that, like, she could, you know, kill you with a smile. She's just so, like, cute and pretty. Mm -hmm. And she's, yeah, she's, she's magnetic as well. I don't, she obviously wouldn't have been as good as her, but I think if like timing was different of her as her, like a, and her a George Clooney combo, I think would have been similar. Yeah, I, I think. think that's, that's solid. You know what? If we're thinking about it, I don't know, this, this might be controversial too. I think J-Lo could have done it. I love J-Lo. I think J-Lo has the, she has the comedy chops to do it. I think so too, but it'd be J-Lo now more she's it would be better it would, it would essentially be j-lo's hustlers character yes which she did so well she'd with the, the toughness richard, she'd be richard gear what if they did a role reversal like they are with the splash movie apparently are they really uh, oh <laughs> allegedly a mermaid? yeah allegedly yeah. they're doing splash like that like it's a little less hot i think like i mean american gigolo is essentially like women yeah. and so is deuce bigelow male gigolo. <laughs> 
all the gigolo movies. But there's a, I think maybe that dynamic, like if the woman was in power, you'd be like less inclined to believe that they're in love. I don't know. The power dynamics of this movie in this specific time Mm -hmm. make it believable. Plus it's like like we said, they're beautiful together Mm -hmm. and they have great chemistry. Yes. And when you say that, I always just think back to the scene where I know this is another like BuzzFeed, did you know that the part where he slams the necklace shut is not in the script he was just fucking around trying to make Julia laugh. And obviously she's stunning in that part and she, her laugh is so funny. But if you actually just watch him, he's like an eight-year-old. Like his face crumples up and he like, you see like, he's like multiple chins because he like laughs so hard. He yeah. like crumples into his face. And I think that's where you're like, oh, he is likable. But that's Richard Gere. <laughs> That's not the yeah, character. Yeah, but there's also, like, I think there are some in some interviews where Richard Gere doesn't speak fondly about Pretty Woman. Oh. Or, and then I think later on he does. I think maybe Richard Gere was part of the, um, like, Jake Gyllenhaal ilk of, like, I'm an actor. Like, even though oh. I have Bubble Boy in my past, like, I am a serious actor. Oh, God. And then now there's kind of this, like, I would say that he's following the Ryan Reynolds path of be a very silly, likable guy. I I don't buy it with him though. I don't know because I, don't like I, it at I all. maybe I mean he had to have been likable to get Taylor Swift, right? And I mean he was like, listen, we'll never forgive me what and Jake Gyllenhaal broke up a while ago, but like that's <laughs> the only time that me and Taylor's tastes in men have ever crossed paths. Absolutely. I think that that was the Richard Gere thing of like, I'm an actor. I do acting movies, yeah. like serious roles, and then to get so much notoriety for this role, which. Let's say it's like rom-coms and chiclet and like movies with a target female demographic. They're always seen as less serious. Yeah. But that movie, that part in that movie is, I think it works because it's a great moment. And I think it works too because for the story, because you're like, wow, he really is letting his guard down. Yeah. Oh, and without that scene, I think that they would have been way worse off for it. Mm -hmm. I think that that very much contributes. It still seems disjointed compared to a lot of you know the movie and i think when i when i say like i remember it differently than it was like i remember the shopping scene like a shopping montage i don't remember them like having sex on a piano and and like what is that the lobby or the the restaurant of the hotel i don't remember that oh i do at all i do because i remember being like are people still in the room like even though he asks them to leave the room i was like i'd i'd be like you know, kind of peeking in. Is this so. what happens when you have a lot of money in the yeah. hotel? The hotel manager lets you have sex in the lobby. <laughs> it was hot. It was but, hot. But it's just, it's all, that movie's all over the place. Also, when they kiss. Yeah. Lips are parted. Yeah. For movie kissing. It's not, like, there's a little bit of tongue. Uh, yeah. But not real, not, not big tongue. We both kind of cringed at the final kiss. There was an angle that looked uncomfortable. Whoever okayed that, that would not happen. Yeah, now. no, that... Again, I feel like the editing, Gary, learned to cut. Yeah. Honey, it was too much. Yeah. So what we have is um, your favorite scene. What is your favorite scene of the movie? Okay. It's so hard for me to choose. Mm-hmm. I, I like, okay, from the, from in the beginning and the end and everything <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> Sounds good. But I think, I mean, shopping montages of that particular time are fantastic. Yes. When they don't let her shop, and then she like goes back. Big mistake, huge. Yeah, iconic. Iconic. I think together, I love when they go to uh, the polo match, too. I think oh. she looks spectacular. Oh, yeah. She does look great. Yeah. The, the polka dot dress, amazing. Yeah. 
my favorite scene is this the the conversation and this is something i also noted the plot isn't actually laid out until about 40 minutes in i checked so the plot actually is the three thousand dollar agreement and i love that whole conversation because that's when she's singing prince in the bathtub and then she goes oh shit goes underwater that whole scene i think they play off each other really well i think it's really funny but that's where they actually tell you what this movie's about. Yeah. And it took four. That's why I just don't think it's some rom-coms are like they set up in the first 10 minutes. And sometimes yeah. that also does feel a little premature. But this was like, OK, guys, tell us, is this about sex workers being murdered? A business deal? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, at one point, she's just watching I Love Lucy for a weird amount of time. Yeah. Like, I think they just took too long to get to the point, but it was worth it because that scene is, I think, fantastic. The negotiation. I think where she was like, I would have done it for two, and he's like, I would have paid seven or something like that. Yeah, I would have paid four. Paid four. Yeah, I think that whole part was fantastic. I love that. And we did, we actually did do an inflation calculation, and $3,000 now is $7,200 US dollars. Which I thought for a week seems reasonable. $1,000 a day? She's, She's hot. She's gorgeous. I don't think you could get a girl to that looks like her to do that for that long. No, maybe a day. I don't know. Maybe seventy two hundred a day. I don't know what cut things cost. Yeah, ask my husband. It's way more expensive to have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay, is there anything that you don't think aged well? Because this is nineteen ninety, a movie about sex workers. There's a lot of uh, holes they could fall into accidentally here. Um. I think the language around sex work is very antiquated and offensive. Yeah. Obviously, I think there would have been a trigger warning on the sexual assault from Stucky to Vivian. Yes. Which I remember being disturbed by, but I think, like, even though you're very aware that those are two very famous actors, like, it's it's really disturbing to me. I don't think, I think the scene where he offers or says, like, when you're done with him... I think that was enough. Yeah. I don't think they needed the, the him to come and assault her and like him to get pushed out of the it was it was unnecessary. Yeah. Very unnecessary and I don't think it really like helped the plot, but maybe also the most similar to what, you know, the dangers that sex workers face of like men who feel like they can treat them badly because they are even when they're not quote like when they're not working. Yeah, it's oddly, like... And the stigma. Realist. Like, it did show a lot of things. Even if she wasn't a sex worker, I feel like a similar situation could have happened to mm-hmm. her because she's young and, like, even if... So we were talking about how this movie kind of, like, made the sugar daddy uh, whole thing become... Like, probably, honestly, stemmed from this. It seems like a very romantic lifestyle to mm-hmm. be to be a sugar baby, even with the sexual part removed. Which obviously, you can have a sugar daddy and not actually perform mm-hmm. anything. Sometimes they just want company. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just want to buy you shit. Apparently, I don't mm-hmm. know. No one's ever wanted to buy me anything. Yeah, but I think that even if she wasn't a sex worker and being that young and that attractive and going to things publicly with this older man could have set her up for this situation anyway because well men are trash but i think it's very very realistic yeah i just wish it didn't happen yeah and i think also too like like you just touched upon she's a beautiful white woman Mm -hmm. uh in a very affluent white setting in the movie yeah and even though she's treated poorly 
by you know them until she dresses like them in real life i think first of all there would have been she wouldn't have been even allowed into to places like that yes and so it's really complicated if they were remaking it now. And, and I'm not an expert in that, so I'm not even going to try and dive in. But I just want to be cognizant of, like, there's pretty privilege, there's white privilege there. Yes. Um, but I think, for me, that didn't age well. And again, some of the verbiage around what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, like you said, they skimmed over uh, the part about Kit potentially getting a pimp. They talked mm-hmm. about, like, you know... It was just, it was, there's a lot of dark stuff in this movie. And they kept saying that the one girl got murdered because she was a druggie. They just kept Mm -hmm. saying she was doing drugs, that's why she's doing drugs. And there's not, no sensitive language around drug use or sex work. And I do think this movie maybe wouldn't be as big of a hit if it was realistic. I, I, again, we aren't friends or have deep knowledge of, of sex workers, but it's not, I don't think it's realistic that if you are turning to at least that form of sex work now sex work is a very wide umbrella and it can mean Mm -hmm. like having an only fan i think if you are someone who's on the street keep putting yourself in that dangerous situation you probably aren't someone who has this very clean crisp history and current life situation and I think this movie wouldn't have been as popular if one, they didn't stress that like she doesn't do drugs Mm -hmm. and that also in the end, she's no longer going to do sex work. I think that this movie would not have been as nearly widely accepted if they weren't like, no, 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 but she's like a really like good, good, clean. We don't even know if she's also brand new. Maybe this is her first client. We don't even know she's ever even done this. Yeah. And also she's never going to do it again. There are allusions that she makes to being with other men. And, and, but even when she does it, you can tell that it's supposed to be like, you, you're like, that's not really you, Vivian. Well, he seems so put off when she's like, it's, I'm just like a robot. Yeah. And you can tell it. he was like, mm, yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're not picking your wife. You picked up a sex worker. So if she says that she goes into a robot mindset when she has to go down on a guy, maybe, maybe don't be grossed out. Yeah. And or- there's, they also sell it as he's never done this before. Right. He doesn't even know what to do with her when he brings her back to his hotel room. He wants to just talk to her. Yes. Like, and that's where you're, and he doesn't drink and he doesn't sleep and he wants to give her all these new clothes. So like there are these very clean cut versions of these people. It's like, how did these two people find each other? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think like those parts didn't age well. And I think the conversation around these would have been a big issue of contention for modern audiences. Mm-hmm. We know that language has changed. There's nothing though that really you're like whoa i that would never be allowed now if the if the language had been slightly altered yeah i'd still to us and maybe someone else is watching this that's and is true. like could, could, could something but that's we didn't true watch we're it. we're not part of you know a group that could be affected by some of the, the language in it mm-hmm. so maybe we don't really know i think one thing that you'll always notice now watching older movies is that everyone wouldn't be white now yeah and everyone wouldn't be straight because that's real life Mm -hmm. and i know hollywood is slow to you know come up to that but nowadays i don't think this would be the cast no but even even still even on big movies where every person is a person of color the two main people are white that'll always happen because hollywood can't learn but i don't think yeah i don't think kit would be another white girl i don't think jason alexander would be him no i think there would be some diversity in the cast i would love to see a queer version of this is there 
Is there a queer version? I don't know. Do you remember like on Girls when Elijah Elijah dates the like is he a news anchor or he's someone oh, famous? Oh yeah, he's the news anchor. Um, what's his name? And he thinks he's falling in love with him. The news anchor is kind of just like, no, you're. Just... I know it's uh uh Stroll is the last name of the mm-hmm. actor in real life. I don't yeah. remember his first name. Corey Stroll. I don't know. Yeah. That's that was pretty woman. That was pretty close. <laughs> of yeah, taking somebody from a different demo yes. into your inner circle of yes elites, and he thought he was being like whisked off his feet into yeah. this other world, and then the guy was like, "This is not what this is." Like yeah, yeah, That's sad. I love that. <laughs> oh, Elijah breaks my heart. That yeah. scene. But I think it uh, it'd be a different, more interesting look at power dynamics because you know sometimes we just assume men have more power just because they're men but what if it was two guys is it money that makes that turns the tables is it someone's you know ability to be more likable and charismatic and have that freedom like Mm -hmm. i think this pretty woman is pretty plain cut like he's rich he's a man a good a good man he's a good man want you to know that a good hot man (laughs) and she's a good hot woman Mm mm-hmm so how old do you think you were when you first saw it? Honestly, I want to say four. Yeah, it's probably in that arena too. Yeah. I think so. Four. I think I was three when it came out. So add a year to be released on video. And I was probably four. Yeah. I remember I used to always sit cross-legged right in front of the TV and just, my parents just put it on. And, was... and I think like, I didn't know again, like there's, I didn't know what was happening. I just knew she's pretty. He's pretty. She's shopping. They fall in love. <laughs> I don't know how I paid attention the whole time. I think I, maybe I didn't. Yeah. I think I didn't make it to the end. So the last question I had was, has your opinion changed since you last saw it? And I feel like I'm ruining it for you. You're not. Like, I think thinking critically about these movies is a good idea to have just like, it also, I don't have conversations like this in my real life. No. We're like, what do you want for dinner? Did the baby eat? Like, that's it. Right. Yeah. So these kinds of conversations are fun for me to like, look at, you know, why was it approved by these big, you know, production companies because it was a very palatable message that was played on gender stereotypes and tropes and that. But I still love this movie, I think, because they're so charismatic together. Mm-hmm. And it still provided me with that, like, same comfort. Like, if we're talking comfort watch, this for me is absolutely one of them. Yeah. thousand percent. And that hasn't changed at all. Well, good. That's there good. are movies that have changed, but this, not. This is still hits. This is my comfort watch for sure. I think that our next week's movie, Runaway Bride, is the 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 metamorphosis. It's the next step. The improve. I think it's the improved version of this movie. Obviously, not remotely same characters. No, but also I think like when we're talking about power dynamics, the off-screen power dynamics was this is a Richard Gere movie with a newcomer. Yes. Runaway Bride is this is a Julia Roberts movie. Oh, wait, and Richard Gere's in it. Yeah, and you're going to love them together again, but yes. it's definitely a Julia Roberts movie. Exactly. And um, the whole time you're living for the hair, the different wedding dresses, the family, the Cusack, every part of it. Yes. Brilliant. I'm so looking forward to watching that movie. I hope it, I hope it doesn't change my opinion. I think with Pretty Woman, I more had the idea of it in my mind and not an actual remembrance of what I actually watched. So for me, yes, the opinion has changed on it. And I don't know if it's a movie I'd go back to. I don't think it's a comfort watch for me. I don't think I'd be like, I don't feel good today. I want to watch Pretty Women. I think it was like, it felt like a journey and I don't really want to go on it again. Yeah. And I, 
Personally, I think... Is soundtrack one of your questions Oh, up? yeah. See, I forgot so, it was in there, yeah. I think one of the things for me that made this a comfort watch is soundtrack because the Roxette song of Must Have Been Love. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember like literally just singing that in the car every time yes. it came on. I'd be like, Mom, turn it up. <laughs> like, it's a comfort watch to me because of growing up with it. Yes. But I think watching it back, I was like, there's a lot more comedy than I remember there was. Like, I think I was paying more attention to her comedic performance, and yes. I was like, fucking gold. Yeah. I think, well, on the soundtrack, King of Wishful Thinking is... Right off the bat? It's one of my f- favorite songs of all time. I, as I said to you today, my, I have, no one else has this, but I have Google Music or YouTube, YouTube music, music as my player. I don't like Spotify. I'm sorry. Spotify, if you want to sponsor this. <laughs> Chrissy, you can't I keep turning down every business. <laughs> Um, but it likes to predict what they what it thinks you like to listen to. And King of Wishful Thinking comes on every single day because it's hey, like... I don't know if you knew this, but Spotify actually does that too. And hey, when I tried to do it... Apple Music. When I tried to... I did get Spotify and it just kept playing Ed Sheeran and I was like, you don't know me at all. And Camila Cabello. I was like, no, honey. They're all Taylor Swift friends. That's why. It was like, mm-hmm. you like Taylor Swift? No. I only... It's just her alone. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of her circle. Okay. I'm sorry. And it's why it took so long to get into Taylor Swift because everything surrounding her. I will pass on that message to the people at Spotify. Spotify. Thank you, Spotify, for taking my notes. But King of Wishful Thinking, I highly recommend if you want a a giggle or have a spare moment, pull up Jimmy Fallon uh, redoing the music video. Paul Rudd. (laughs) With Paul Rudd. And also watch the outtakes. It's brilliant. It'll make you love the song even more. And yeah. Uh, right off the hop, I was like, "Soundtrack is good, bopping." It that that it does help with the pace, but I still think the pace could be better, and I'm looking forward to. Also, we caught something in the movie that musically, when they go to the opera, the opera mirrors the story essentially of Pretty Woman. Yes. What was the opera? Oh, they say La Traviata, mm-hmm. which is about a woman who comes from nothing essentially and like moves up the ranks. Yes. I, I love when movies do that. Yes. Like, it's very was very White lotus Yeah, when, we recently like, saw that. I was like, what did we see that recently? And it was White Lotus, and it was, like, predicting. Mm-hmm. That that we won't spoil, because it's not that long ago. But also, go watch White we Lotus. We have a, like, what, what is doing? it? Well, we, got, we got a 30-year cap on spoilers? Or what we do? If it's been, within the last five years, we won't spoil it. Without sure. spoiler warning. Well, yeah, we'll do a spoiler Over warning. five years, we'll spoil it. Yes. I know not all of you have made it to White Lotus yet. Uh, I don't know what you were doing over no. the winter, um, but it's time. But I think for me, part of the comfort watch is that song. Like, oh, I love that song. So good. Yes. They also have a song called She's Got the Look, which is a a very good song, too. (laughs) No, great soundtrack is very much of the time, which is great. Mm -hmm. Because it made you, it put you right back there, which is fantastic. Yes. Final thoughts on Pretty Woman. (laughs) Let's let's give it a comfort rating out of 10. Oh. Hmm six and it's only because it's iconic i don't know if i'd give it and and because of their chemistry but i think as a whole if they cut out every other scene that didn't have them together in it it'd be like a nine okay i don't want i don't know if i want to tell you to edit out the pause where i'm looking at you like you're fucked (laughs) sorry language no No, uh my comfort rating i'm gonna be critical and i think I will accept some of the criticisms from, you know, surrounding the subject matter into my decision making. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to go 8.5 out of 10. Wow. I would have gone 10 out of 10, but I'm going to take off points for disjointedness of not really knowing where it's going and then yes. surrounding the subject matter. Yes. But so I'm going to go 8.5 out of 10. Wow. That was yeah. hard for you. It was. Like taking a bullet. Yeah. And I think it was unexpected of me to not go 10. <laughs> there will be movies where I will go 10 and I will maintain my 10. Absolutely. As were you, and then I'll I'll probably lowball them too. Mm-hmm. But to start off Julia month, I think this was a very powerful pick. And I want to preface this by saying I am not one of those shit disturbers who likes to purposely. I'm not a devil's advocate and being like because it's a classic. I hate it. I'm not like that at all. I am a regular girly. I like I like the normal stuff. This just wasn't for you, babe. I think it's just this movie. I was like this isn't as good as other rom-com i love rom-coms it's just i don't think it's as good as people i think they remember it the way i remembered it a blowjob and going shopping i think what's that was that was your 20s <laughs> exactly uh, i was like what a fun exciting I think, film i think there's gonna be a thing where maybe people are gonna like delineate between like i'm a i'm a chrissy girl or i'm an elizabeth girl <laughs> Like, if, if, if Elizabeth says that it's more this, then I'm going to go with her. If, if Chrissy says it's a Chrissy pick, like, I'm probably going to err on the side of Chrissy. I have good taste. I have bad taste, but it's so bad it's good. <laughs> and that's all you got to know. You have, like, intellectual and emotional taste, and I just have, this makes me feel nice. I, yeah. So, if this made me feel at 8.5 out of 10, you were a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Next week, if you want to watch with us, we will be watching Runaway Bride. Watch ahead of time. We're going to release episodes weekly. Yeah, I think this episode's going to come out with our first episode. Ooh. And then it'll be a, a weekly thing. So you'll have plenty of time to watch the movies. And as always, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Comfort Watch Pod. Be sure to like and is it like? Follow? Subscribe. Subscribe. I don't think there's a su- and oh, leave, subscribe. Yeah. yeah, and leave a review if you like Comfort Watch Pod you don't like it you just get the review part tell us how you feel about pretty woman uh tell us what your comfort watches are and maybe we will talk about it or read it in an upcoming episode yes and as we said there there'll probably be a second julia month so if there's something we've missed in this month tell us what we have to watch yes and we will make sure to give julia her due i mean the heavy hitters you know they're gonna have part one part two part three yeah there's just so much to choose from, but I think we're, we're doing the greatest hits first. Yes. We'll revisit her sometime in the next six months, but for now, the big the big Julie. Wow. Episode two in the books. Done. Done and dusted. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, how, did we, how do we end this? Goodbye. <laughs> Before we leave you for the week, we wanted to share one comfort recommendation. These are things that we're watching, listening to. Uh, watching besides the movie of the week, mm-hmm. things that we're doing that we feel really helped our mental health, kept us cozy, kept us comfy for the week. So, Chrissy, what do you got for us? So, this week, I did something that I was like, I hope my husband doesn't come home right now. Um, it's been very cold where we live, and spring just, like, isn't kicking in. But a couple days ago, the sun was out for a while, and I just sat on the ground in my backyard to feel the warmth on the patio and just laid there with the dogs on the ground because I just wanted to feel the sun on me. You know what? It was good. I was someone, I always thought, I don't have seasonal depression. I love when it's dark. I love when you need blankets. But you know what? I absolutely do have seasonal depression because it 
lifted so much off of me to just lay on that patio and feel like the hot stone underneath me and the hot sun on me and get licked by my dogs. It's just bliss. That's very Shailene Woodley of you where she like famously would sun her vagina. Okay, to let my the energy in. Were but on. I'm just ensuring that you you just you reconnected with the earth with your clothes on. I did. I just needed a little vitamin D and a little puppy snuggle. And, you know, sometimes life gets so busy, I look at my dogs and go, I haven't even pet you today. Sometimes you get so busy and you forget to reconnect. And I've just been so sad with the rain and the gloom. And it laid in the sun. And it felt right. And I highly recommend doing it. Well, like Luke Bryan famously said, rain makes corn. Corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my baby want to get a little frisky. <laughs> so rain is a good thing. That's a country song. It's called Rain is a Good Thing. Don't listen to country music. I, on the other hand, have a comfort recommendation for everyone that has to do with YouTube. And I texted you this, and I was like, I have a new comfort watch. Yes. Okay. If you're like me, and you love a home tour, may I introduce you to the niche of English kitchen home tours? I'm talking house and garden. Is it home and garden? I don't know what it's called for in the UK. (laughs) Sherlock has a couple. Yeah. Sheerlux has a couple. Um, Lick Paint has a couple on their websites. Yes, uh, the Lick websites. Paint ones are good. Uh, Schumacher has some. But I think Schumacher is actually more in America. If you give a tour of an English kitchen where it's like beautifully disheveled, like walk me through your different ceramics. Walk me through this plant that you got at whatever market. Mm-hmm. And this thing that you brought in from Italy. Like I love ridiculously cluttered but beautiful English kitchens. Mm-hmm. Watch them. It will make you feel <laughs> transported. Do they narrate them? Yeah, they're home like tours. Someone, like is someone going, over oh, here's my plant. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, okay. It'll be like a, some British designer. Uh, or the, And they'll be like, like you. I don't know who they are, but they say that I should know them. So I'm like, oh. okay. And you're like, I don't know if you come from generational wealth or whatever, but they're yeah. like, here's the kitchen. Yeah. And it's just like, it looks like... A Disney, if like Winnie the Pooh had a kitchen in a tree, mm-hmm. like cluttered, that's what it looks like. No one has pants. Like, no, there's always like, <laughs> there's like, we love to lounge around. Like, I don't even know why I can't do a British accent right now. <laughs> I'm just better at Australian. But anyways, they're so cluttered. They have, they always put like a regular table lamp on an island with like a shade. And they love a sham. They love a duster. Anyways, if you're like me. And those things bring you, like, common cozies, the home tours. Mm-hmm. That's the niche you need, need to get into. Mm-hmm. Also, if your mental health is that bad, go for a walk. Lay in the sun. Lay in the sun. Go <laughs> for a walk. Talk to somebody. That's I talked true. to you this week. You helped me a lot. Well, that's good. But basically, we want to leave you with do whatever you need to do to stay comfy. Stay cozy. And we will see you next week.